Welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. There, that's better. <laughs> I'm watching Joel take a drink of coffee. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. And welcome to the Trying to Be Better podcast with Joel and Steve. Hello. Hello. My it's name is Joel. It's been a while again, and I'm Steve. It's been, uh, you know, our, our adoring fans are, I think, wasting away. or either, either that are just walking away. You know, we we're edging get... them. We're edging them. <laughs> we realize, yeah, we've, re- we've realized that we've, we've been shelling it out too consistently. Been... They've come That's... to, you know what I mean? They're like, well, it's Monday morning. Time to listen to the, you know, (laughs) to whatever this is, whatever that is. (laughs) And now we got to, we got to withhold a little bit. You know what I mean? Is that right? Keep them wanting it. Let's say, (laughs) let's Marin say you you never know if somebody really loves you unless you know you can make them cry. Exactly. I hope that, I hope there's been some (laughs) tears, like feel hopeless and alone without Joel and Steve. Kind of desolate. Yeah, we could have some Sunday night fiends that are like. When is it going to get launched? Was it? It's usually around. It's usually around this time. Why isn't it out they yet? Just, when, they just what? pace around their basement, scratching and refreshing their podcast app. Right. I love, keep, you, I love that you threw scratching in there. Yeah, they're just. Yeah. Right. Um. Yeah. So you got to keep them. You know, got to keep them guessing what. What I don't even know what happened last week. We were just like, nah, we're not going to do it. <laughs> yeah, there was something I don't remember. Who can tell? Who can tell anymore? <clears throat> right. Um. So yeah, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. I I think so. A couple episodes ago, well, maybe it was our last one. I mentioned something about how I uh, wanted to sing Silent Night and look at a candle with my mom. And she Did definitely that... listens to the podcast. She definitely yeah. listens because that's going to happen now. Oh, well, so, that's nice. Yeah. She might have even emailed us. I haven't received any emails. Okay. Well, screw it. Mom, you didn't email. I mean, you don't get the prize. You don't get the prize if you don't email, Mom. Is that how that works? I guess. I'm checking the I'm checking the, the old inbox. You know, if we and... ordered mugs... And sold them for Christmas time. We might actually, you know, make a little money, Steve, doing this. Why didn't we do well, that? Because, because I, because we're such awesome <laughs> marketers and entrepreneurs. <laughs> Plus, yeah, you I, know, I, the dream of monetizing this thing. You know, it's if only we could figure out some ideas. Right. <laughs> for two years, we've been coming up with ideas <laughs> and not done a single one of them. Well. You know, our merch manager did make a couple mugs, so that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I am, uh, I'm just, I'm coming in hot today with no, no tools. Oh, the only, the only spiritual tool I did was scroll social media and drink coffee. Oh, I, uh, good lord, this is gonna be good. Well, the last two <laughs> nights I've slept in a hotel not very well, and then, oh, uh-huh. and then I, I, I think I was kind of in a sleep deficit and slept way the hell in this morning in fact i slept I know in I... until i slept until like 7 10 this morning that's late for me well i w- probably woke up around 6 30 you know heard the call of nature took care of right. that and then i actually went back to sleep which is rare because if sometimes i just don't go back to sleep that early but i did and woke up at like 10 nice <laughs> it was awesome Good for you yeah so so I slept like yeah, go ahead. So why why were you in a hotel? I was I was running from the law. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. No, I uh, I went to Denver this last weekend to the Colorado Thespian Festival, and that's the thing a, you do you do that for work. I do that for work. Yeah, we I saw, oof, I don't know, upwards of a hundred different like audition videos prior to the festival. Wow. And then gave those folks feedback and talked to them about scholarships and blah, blah, blah to the place that I work. And I don't know. I'm sure that there are some folks. I, I I have to have the right attitude about that, but 
I really do love it because it's like I'm talking to younger versions of myself, you know, sure. just kind of hopeful theater high school kids that may want to major in theater, may not, may want to get a scholarship. Yeah, they're just they're just out of that, you know, they're just they're celebrating the young theater artists they are. And it's just like it's really cool because, you know, that's who I was. Sure. You know, 20 some odd years ago. So <clears throat> I uh I really it's really cool to get to to get to do that. But as somebody who gains energy from being alone, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, a little draining, uh, it's super draining. It's yep. and I'm the only one there, you know, like I'm the only one that goes to that one for the last couple of years. So, yeah, it was draining. But, yeah, that's what I was doing. You're getting uh, to, you know, mm-hmm. um, trying to like form young minds and show yeah. people possibilities and yeah, try to get them to come to your place of employment. Mm hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. tell them spreading spreading the uh spreading the gospel spreading the gospel you know just out there handing out handing out bibles <laughs> well good right. speaking speaking of gospel uh you went and saw the andy frasco <clears throat> so a few i don't know was this probably an episode this summer or this august because you went and saw him yeah. at the uh sacred rose festival that's it in chicago and you had you yeah. had no you had no idea who this person was. I, I kind, you know, I heard, heard the name and thought, you know, he fell into the category of my wife and I were looking at the schedule, like, ah, let's go check this out. Yeah. So, and, and the rest of, the, and he just blew our minds. It was like one of the best things I've ever seen ever. So I, I've got a, it's story time with Uncle Joel. Okay, great. So <clears throat> the that friday of the festival that that was the busiest day and i you know was barely had time to use the bathroom talking to so many students coming to the booth while right. from like 8 a.m i got to the to the convention center at 8 a.m and kind of shut things down about 5 30 that was pretty much non-stop i stopped for lunch that was about it you know and uh <clears throat> so i got back to my hotel room o- ordered like DoorDash. I didn't want to go anywhere. You know, like I was like, I don't think I'm going to go to this show. I know Steve talked a lot about, Andy yeah, Frasco. Yeah, yeah. you know, he really, you know, he really sold this thing, but I don't know if I'm going to go. And I was texting Kirsten that and she's like, well, you know, of course rest is good, but you should go party. And then she was with you at the meeting and you yeah. said something like, I really hope he goes to that. And I was like, all right. I don't want to regret it. And I kind of, I kind of was thinking about the podcast. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this for the pod. Sweet. So I was like, all right, got on. I knew there was a purpose to this thing. Yeah. I, I knew there was a reason I got this. I'm like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this for our fans. I'm going to go. Cause he couldn't stop talking <laughs> do, about Andy. Do you Frasco. hear that people? He did it for you. I did it all for you. This has all been for you. <laughs> it's always for you. So I buy the ticket and I, you know, freshen up. I, I, drive down to the Ogden theater, which is only maybe a mile from my hotel. And, uh, it's cold. And I walk to the venue and I walk in and the opening band had already started. And it's this band called doom flamingo. Okay. Are you, are you familiar with doom flamingo? Just the videos that you sent. Holy moly. So it was very <laughs> weird, very strange acid jazz. Um, the lead singer, she was uh, pretty much not wearing clothes at all, um, had these huge dreadlocks almost down to the floor, throwing them around. She was wearing a big white tutu, a bunch of neon makeup on. Um, I, I think I later found out that the bassist in that band is in Umphreys McGee is the bassist from Umphreys. Oh, really? <laughs> they are just wild out there, but like dark acid fusion jazz weirdness. Uh-huh. I'm in. It was loud and for, you know, I probably got there not long after they had started and the Ogden was butts to nuts packed already. Mm -hmm. And I was like, if it's this gnarly for the opening band, by the time Frasco state takes the stage, this place is going to be unmovable. Uh They sold it out. Wow. Good. It was, I I think they oversold it. There's no way. The Ogden kind of has that. That's probable. That's it was intense. I was like, "There's too many freaking people." Further played the Ogden. What? Back in the day, yeah. 
Like right before we saw him at Broomfield, they played the Ogden one night. And my friend, How did that? They, they just did. And my friend Shin said it was, it was so incredibly uh, crowded in there. Like it was, I can't, yeah, it's brutal. Like uh-huh. I almost was like, I, I paid, you know, I paid day of ticket prices for this, but right. this better be good. If he doesn't grab me in the first few songs, I'm going back to my hotel, you know, like I gave it a shot. <laughs> that'd be fun. That'd be funny to talk about. I mean, like you love the Sandy Frasco thing, but it ain't I'm worth out. it. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. That'd be a good, you know, I, sure. I invested. And I'm like trying to if find a good spot on that. I would have reimbursed you for your ticket. <laughs> so I'm like trying to find a good spot i'm trying to like i'm like standing here for a while and then like every it was like the six foot five club stood in front of me like right they, and everybody's like shoulder it was like you know like ugh. and i was like god there's so many freaking people and i'm touching everybody and everybody's touching me i'm like i'm gonna go swing around the side and uh go down front you know and uh i went around to the audience left yeah. And was right on the rail. I was like, all right, I'll stay here for the show. I can see it. Nobody's in front of me, at least. Right. right? I'm kind of way over to the left, but nobody's in front of me. This will be fun. Yeah. The, the lights go down. The crowd goes nuts. And Dolly Parton's nine to five starts blaring over the PA. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I can get down with that. Right. And then they come up and the band starts just going crazy on their first song. I think it's something walk or I don't know, long walk. I don't know the name of the first song. I looked it up, but I can't remember. And they are jumping around, slamming Uh into one. I mean, it looked like, it looked like the Pearl Jam even flow video from 91. It was like, they were, they were on fire. And I was like, they play the first, 30 seconds of their song they were playing as if it was their last it was the last concert on earth the last concert on earth yep and uh i was like blown away i did not know what was happening i was i was in my attitude instantly changed Uh uh-huh i went from fuck this to fuck yeah like instantly Uh like they 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 knew what they were doing right oh yeah after the first song frasco's like uh it's good to be back it's good to be back in colorado look somebody just threw a bag of mushrooms on stage and like there's this thick ass bag of mud like you know ah, probably four finger size bag of mushrooms got thrown on stage for mr frasco he he's like it's so great to be back in Colorado. Reaches his hand in, grabs a handful, shoves him in his mouth, <laughs> takes it, opens a bottle of wine, swallows them down, and is like, "Let's go." <laughs> I was like, "Holy fuck! Where am I? What is happening?" Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> and and from then on, it was like the opening band came out and played with them. His like he's like, "This is my best friend from junior high." He came out and was like, you know, stage diving off of his, you know, his organ that like yeah. raises and lowers and has a smoke machine in it. <laughs> he was like, you know, all the bullshit that Kyrie Irving and Kanye West have been saying, we're going to get super Jewy tonight and started like playing all, you know, having a gila and all the things. And it was like, it, it was the wildest shit I've ever been to. Right. Good. I'm it so was, glad. I'm so glad. And the reason I'm saying, you know, the reason I think this is really timely is that Andy Frasco and the UN are going to be in Omaha at the slowdown on Tuesday Tuesday. night. Go to the show. I think I might have to drag Kirsten to this. Oh, she should go. It's insane. It's insane in the best way. Well, like you, you described it like he's playing like he's going to die tomorrow. Yeah. You know, like he's like, he's just going to blow it out until it all ends and i'm like that's exactly the vibe it was like i don't know it was like if that's his if you felt that at the sacred rose and then he just played that at the ogden like he's playing every show as if it's going to be his last yep it's the last concert on earth yep and he's gonna go but i was telling kirsten like they were diving all around and like 
they did a the uh, they did a crowd surfing race to a beer they threw into the audience and <laughs> you know I mean, it was bananas and Kirsten's like okay great that that's all theatrically great but like did they sound good I'm like somehow they yes. were tight somehow tight. they were tight as fuck yeah they're the t- one of the tightest bands Amazing. In the middle of the maelstrom of psychedelic boozy insanity, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's a, I, I didn't, I did not know what I was getting into. Right, I, I listened to a few studio songs on the way to Colorado, and they sounded uh-huh. very, they sounded very pleasant. You know, they, yeah, yeah, right. they talked a little bit about, kind yeah, of, sounds like it, Michael Franti. Exactly, <laughs> it sounds like Michael Franti. Uh huh. I'm like, oh yeah, this is upbeat, positive, kind of sure. got a hippie vibe. They they talk about smoking grass here and there. It's fun. Yeah. It's 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 easy to listen to. It's, it's got nice. a yeah. It's, it's got nice. a beat. I can yeah. It's nice. <laughs> and then and then the the fucking maelstrom of of chaos started. <laughs> like yeah, from the first song to when I walked out, which is probably near the end, probably when they did the encore. Like I I had to get out of there. I yeah. Had to get, I kind of gave myself an 11, 11, 15 curfew. So I was like, like I got to go. Right. I, but I had seen it. I, right. I had been there long enough to see the, the journey. But yeah, he just kept throwing mushrooms in everybody's mouths on stage and <laughs> smoking joints. And, you know, it was. That was worth every penny. And I highly recommend going to see Andy Frasco in the U.N., this Tuesday at the slowdown in Omaha. We're just slow down. I think it's slow down. It's just, just slow down here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's so, I'm so glad. Cause yeah, I mean, it's just like, I know the thing that I saw at the festival in Chicago was the, like we were far enough away that we weren't in the thick of it. We were just watching it. Yeah. Right. We, were, we, we witnessed it as right. opposed to being swallowed by it. I was swallowed by it. My friend. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> like I, he, cause you know, the Ogden has those like mezzanines. Yeah. The, 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 yeah, yeah. the test. He's like, I think we can get six or seven of these going. So uh, when I, you know, everybody make a circle, you know, when doing the Hava Nagila, it's, it's like had every <laughs> mezzanine. I mean, and no, you can't move in there. Right. Right. Like you can't, it's literally shoulder to shoulder front to back. And so he figured it out. And then after he did that, the whole Hava Nagila thing, he's like, all right, I'm going to be Moses and split down the middle and the whole Ogden theater split down the middle. And he's like, when we start back up again, I want you all to run into each other. I want you to mosh pit for a little bit. And then I want you to kiss a stranger on the mouth. And then I want you to, you know, and uh, it it happened. It happened. (laughs) I I did not kiss any strangers on the mouth, but I did have beer spilled all over me and hugs made. And Uh it was, did he put a table on top of his organ? A table? No. One so, of the pictures you sent looked like it had a table on top of the Hammond B three. No, the 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 Hammond the Hammond oh, the top rises. It rises. Got it. He had it rise up, and then there's lights. There's an LED light inside and a smoke machine inside of it. Oh, it's so funny. I didn't real. Oh, I see. Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures all sent. The top rises up, and there's. A, I see. And every, and like everybody in the band like took turns writing the organ. Say that again. <laughs> no. <laughs> My mom listens to this, Steve. There's gotta be a better way to say that. Yeah, I knew I knew it was gonna get wild. It's just like that handful of mushrooms. He just he's just like, oh yeah, some rando threw the bag of you know psilocybin <laughs> on stage. I think I'll eat all of it. Sounds that tracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I just couldn't, you know, I've been to shows where like the vibe, you can kind of tell like a dead show, fish, whatever. They're like, you know, there's kind of a friendly. I just, I couldn't get an understanding what I was going to get into because the right. crowd was a cross section of humanity in, in very strange ways. Right. Sure. Uh-huh. Seemed very like kind of hippie Colorado, but a little frat boy dude, bro. Uh-huh. A little bit. And I was like, yeah. what am I getting into? Because that opening band gave me no indication of what I was going to see. Sure. And I was like, what is this about? Is this going to be? And it, yeah, like I said, 10 seconds in, I went from fuck this to hell yeah. 
So yeah, Andy I'm a, Frasco I'm a, and the UN. I'm a believer. I'm yeah. all in. Yeah, that's that's like he his energy is so uh the phrase that hit me, I was trying to think of how to describe it. It's, it's like relentless joy. <laughs> totally. Just relentless totally. joy. Yeah. Yeah. And pure, like that's that's pretty inspiring. Pure stoke. Like pure stoke. He's yeah. just he is just he is the most grateful person in the room to be there. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I think that, that like there is there's something pretty I don't know, like he just was like looking around, just like laughing. Like his guitarist got on the the raising Hammond B3 thing and like raised up and like was doing a solo or whatever. And oh, it was his bassist who was crazy. And he ran up there and just like full swing, slapped him in the balls and ran <laughs> off. And then the, the bassist got mad and like chased him around and like ran into him. They were like I am dancing. It was crazy. <laughs> It was crazy. So basically, it's just a rolling party. It's a yeah. I'm like, how are these guys? Th- th- how do you? D-? And they're like, we've been doing. We were on the road for four months. I'm like, how like this. Yeah, like, exactly. You've been doing this for four months. How uh-huh. are you still alive? Right. Yeah. Do you yeah. watch Frasco's uh, like morning inspirational talks on social media? No. I so I just started following him. Yeah, like, he posts right after the- one like almost every day. Are they are they goofy? Or are they real? No, they're serious. Like, let's go get them. Like, let's do this. Fuck yeah, let's go. Wow. Yeah, it's great. And you know what he had just been through the night before, and he's like, "Yep, let's go. <laughs> let's do this. We got. I gotta drive these fuckers to Arkansas. Let's go." Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's infectious. That's interesting. Exactly, I, yeah. and that's just it. It's like. And, you know, I mean, there's obviously I don't know, not a well a price to be paid. Like he's committed to this life, mm-hmm. to the life mm-hmm. that he's living. Yeah. 100 percent. Yeah. All yeah. in. Yeah. That's, All in. That's super hell clear. or high water or death or whatever. Like we're going. Let's do this. All breaks or all no breaks, all gas. Yeah. No breaks, all gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it's. um. And to witness that. It's one thing to kind of say, yeah, that sounds nice, but to see it in action. I, yeah, it was, it was the antithesis. So the, you know, when was it? What day was it? Tuesday of last week? Yeah. Tuesday or Wednesday. I think it might've been Tuesday. No, it was Tuesday. I went and saw a solo show. Ryan Adams played the um, Holland oh, yeah. Center. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ryan Adams has had a rough couple years, right? Like. He had a bit of a scandal. He was behaving poorly with people mm-hmm. online, women, young women online. Oh boy! And, yep. And he's he's. I think he's. I don't know. It seems like he's paid his debt to that. Whatever. Um, maybe I don't know. I don't hear or worship him anymore. But he also has gotten sober. And I watched. I literally watched him on a live stream on Instagram relapse, and it was the saddest shit I've ever witnessed. Yikes! Bad. I, that's. That's ugh. did he was post not, it or was, somebody else? He did it. He did it. He went live because he was playing music live, like during the lockdown and stuff. Uh huh. He would go live and just play a bunch of songs. Well, yeah, that's. Fine. And then he went live one night and it was like pouring himself drinks, and he's like, "Here we go." And he was just like, "I was like, oh my god!" And he kept playing music, but he was like, it was sad. Anyway, I say ugh. all that to say he went on this tour, and it was like a two and a half, three hour show of just him and a guitar or a piano, and it was. Holland sender you could yeah. hear a pin pin drop in the back of the room it was yeah like, and he he could hear w- people whispering in the middle of the orchestra and he would comment on it it was quiet right daryl it was like i was beautiful uh-huh but it was the exact opposite of andy fresco <laughs> <laughs> sure it was yeah so but, what yeah. was your takeaway from uh ryan adams like did you feel like that was time well spent absolutely okay it was money and time well spent and and here's what i'll say about that it's and and i guess i didn't even really think to talk about this but yeah like i was telling kirsten it was it was hard because you know i think it was 2019 2020 that scandal kind of happened and then his ex-wife mandy moore said uh, had a pretty scathing interview about her marriage to him and he had, you know, he's got some darkness, right? <laughs> Listen to his mm-hmm. lyrics, you know, yeah, we like, know that. Yeah, he's got some darkness, but he's also, 
was not behaving well with his partners and with others and being kind of creepy. And so, um, but his, his journey is one of redemption in my mind. I mean, we, we do love a second chance and I think that he's worked towards that. At least that's what mm-hmm. he presents because like he lost rights to most of his music through this, you know? Really? Like, yeah. I, I, I don't really know the full extent of that, but I think that he was like, after all that happened, he's like, yeah, I can't, you know, this, this is music I can play, but I don't, I can't do anything with it or what. I don't know. It's like, he can't reissue it or whatever. I don't know. There's some hmm. sort of clause there anyway. But then the sobriety thing, he's like, okay, I've realized I have a, I have a drug and alcohol problem and I need to get sober. And like, I don't know if you know the story of Ryan Adams, but like his, you know, his shows used to be notorious. Like, oh, I know that for dysfunction, for total dysfunction. It's like, yeah. it's like almost kind of the opposite of it, it, the same level of indulgence as Andy Frasco, but he way he less would be, control way less control very yeah. liable to get so fucked up he just walks off stage you right. know a la morrissey you know what i mean it's yeah. kind of like i'm done you people suck you've got a bad vibe whatever yeah i don't i can't get down with that or yeah or he's too he's too messed up to like do it you know and it's, yeah it's just too sad to watch or whatever yeah so i was telling kirsten that i'm like you know the fact that he can sit and be sober positive and like deal with you know he's got Meniere's disease so like flashing lights and movement really can send his brain into a fit and hmm. i didn't know that he has a strict policy about no flash and some people accidentally took a flash and he was like hey hey just let you know like please no flash i'll take a selfie with you after the show just if if the flash goes off i'll have an episode it's not good and i was like i leaned over to kirsten i'm like that is a sh- that's a sign of redemption that's a sign of growth that's a sign of recovery i'm like yeah that guy there's a version of that guy that would just take his guitars and walk off stage. Right. And so anyway, long story short, it's a very, it was, it was a very meaningful experience to me, not because of all that also because uh, let me rephrase that. You've listened to him for a long time for like long time, long time since like, well, since like 2001, 2002. That's a long time. And so that's 20 plus years. Some of that, some of that music is like tied to just, you know, clear, painful memories and joyful memories. And yeah. And so to see him kind of on this quiet, introspective redemption tour in a way was really beautiful. It meant a lot. I mean, he's only, you know, he's on a path, you know what I mean? Like, sure. I don't know all the ins and outs of his betterment, but. I, at least it presents like if somebody's going to go through and get sort of called out on the shit that he went through and got called out on, this is how you navigate that as a public figure. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I've, wa- I've keenly watched cause I'm like, if I have to throw out all his records and I'll listen to him again, cause he's being a shit bird, I'm willing to do that because, but right. it, it, it at least appears on, on the public facing of it that he is, sort of turned a corner and tried to do things dip, tried to be better, you know? And well, there you have it. And thanks there it for is. saying that. Yep. There it is. Yep. So cheers. Yeah. Long story about that, but yeah. Huh? Yeah. I had no idea he was even, even playing. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was definitely not something that the Holland center endorsed. I mean, they, they, it was, they made it really, it was weirdly clear that they were like, this is a rental this artist, you know, I was like, they were kind of in a way we're like, yeah, we'll take the money, but we're actually kind of going to distance ourselves from this guy, you know? Well, the Holland center, you know, it's kind of fancy. Dude, that place is like acoustically almost too good. Yeah. It's really impressive. Yeah. That's where we saw three dog night. Oh, nice. Oh yeah. And you said you had a great time at that. It was great. Yeah. Danny Hutton was there. Like their singer guy was 80 years old and they killed that's awesome. It was great. Yeah. He looked good. You know, he looked old, but he looked good. You know, sounded good. Yeah, it's cool. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a gem of a music call there. You know. Yeah. Because it was just him. I mean, it was just him and his guitars and a piano, and and it just sounded it just sounded really good. It was really yeah. It was a, it was a it was a, it was a marathon though. It's like the the 
the front of house staff kind of let us know like, Hey, this, just so you know, this is going to be about three hours with no, with no stopping. He ended up being ahead of schedule. So he took a, he, he took an intermission, but you know, <laughs> we're like, yeah, you're dug in for three hours. Wow. It's a long yeah. show. Yeah. It was great though. So yeah, that's kept, that's, you know, catching you up to speed on me. I feel like, yeah, we haven't seen each other for a while. It's been a while. It's been what, a minute. What's been your, uh, it's been your experience lately, Steve. <laughs> what sort of truth experience? and yeah, what sort of truth and oh. and uh, revelations have you had? Have I had any revelations lately? That's what I'm asking. You know, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I got nothing. I got. I don't know. That I got nothing, but it's just kind of. You saw nothing know. good I, today, I, Cameron. I, 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 what's that? You saw nothing good today, Cameron. I saw nothing. Nothing good. I um. Well, I had my annual review at my place of employment, which went really well. Well, of course it did. Yeah, well, but I mean, it's nice to, you know, I was listening to my my boss read off all the things, and it was like, are you talking about me? Mm-hmm. It was yeah, nice, dude. you know, yeah. like I have a position of responsibility, and according to the people that I report to, they think I'm doing it really great. So well, this is a good, I'm going to dig a little deeper on that. Did you have any feelings of like, ah, uh, I'm a fraud? Oh, only in the morning <laughs> <laughs> and the afternoon, you know? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm serious though. Like when they, when they give you that review, are you able to, are, are you at a point where you're like, yeah, that, that, I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I like you, you don't feel like you're pulling one over on them. No, like, haha, I got them. Right. No, it's real. I mean, I definitely put the work in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, I don't know. That was just, it was. Uh, for somebody who has uh, struggled in basically every area ever, um, it's really <laughs> gratifying to, you know, to have that experience. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that was, I, uh, that was cool. I and just know for me, feels good. sometimes like, you know, that inherent, not good enough feeling can cause me to feel like, Oh my gosh! I didn't have time to mute that. I'm so sorry, everybody. It's fine. Um, it can cause me to feel like, yeah, if they only knew, you know, like right. somehow I'm pulling one over on these folks. Like, I think that's a real huge sign of like maturity, growth, spiritual wellness. To be like, yeah, agreed. You know, it's really nice just to be able to say thank you. Right. Thank right. you. And, yeah. And not have to couch or self-deprecate or you know. Not that yeah. I don't enjoy some good self-deprecation, but you know. So yeah, that, that was cool, and uh, uh, that was cool. I'm struggling with. You don't it, language. You, you didn't. You keep your wallowing for after hours. You don't. You didn't yes. wallow. It's not a professional wallow anymore. It's like uh, it's just something you do on the weekends, right? For fun. <laughs> Self-flagellation. Yeah, it's keeping it spicy. That's right. I've been re- I'm listening to this book. I, have you ever heard of Bruce Wagner, the author? I don't think so. Yeah, Marin interviewed him this week, so I got curious. He's like one of Marin's favorite author type people, and I'm listening. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to this book called Dead Stars, mm. and it's uh he does Wagner does these uh, satires of Hollywood. Is I guess the shortest way to say it. Mm-hmm. And um. There, it, this book is it's just incredibly dark. It's incredibly dark, but it's also incredibly funny mm-hmm. and well written. And um, I got on, you know, like Goodreads or whatever. I was looking at the reviews of it, and there were it was pretty much evenly split between, like I like this story. I can't put it down. Like these are this is amazing writing. It's amazing storytelling. And the other half are I got sixty pages into it and then felt disgusted. Mm. Mm-hmm right yeah and and i can see i'm like i can totally see that but it doesn't disgust me (laughs) (laughs) that tells you but uh um i'm really kind of engrossed in this story it's uh multi-layered multi-faceted lots of lots of ins and outs and what have you's you can tell these are like are these like this is a uh, fiction, nonfiction, or are these it's, like fi- it's, it's, fiction it's, based it's, on real people? Or? It's fiction based on real people. And uh, like, okay. like, like uh, one of the characters in this book is Michael Douglas, the actor. Oh, 
right. who I'm sure absolutely did not sign off on this. Yeah, you know that's what I'm saying. saying. I'm like, if they're saying disgusting things about actual people, I wonder but it's what not, that. But it's 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 uh, the disgusting things aren't aren't the aren't the actual people. Well, um, kind of sometimes. There's a lot of names, lots of names used that you like. Oh, I know that person. And uh, but it's uh, I don't know how much I want to get into it just in case you actually read it because everything's a spoiler. Oh, right. But like one of the one of the plot lines is this the world's youngest breast cancer survivor mm-hmm. who has aspirations of Hollywood stardom. She lives in Hollywood, you know, and has done like the Oprah circuit and all of that because of her, you know, uh well, because of her ailment and and, and the fact that she's a cancer survivor and not just a cancer survivor, but like started foundations for cancer survivors and is, you know, tours hospitals for kids and that kind of does all this kind of charity work. Yeah. And um has really built up this um well not exactly an empire but you know that's like what she's known for you know she's mm-hmm. like 10 or 11 maybe and mm-hmm. bills herself as as world's youngest cancer breast cancer survivor she had a dual mastectomy at like eight mm-hmm. you know and uh so that's kind of a thing and she's you know has this foundation and does all of this work and all this promo stuff to help other kids and is really kind of a a neat kid in that regard you know and uh but she also has she but it also is like there's a couple other young cancer survivors out there that she has to beat one that might be young you know what i'm saying i mean like the competition in that world yeah because one of her big things is to get on glee uh-huh this novel's like it's probably like 10 years old so glee is really huge yeah, you know sure. and so so there's these the machinations to get into glee and that's where michael douglas gets involved because she reaches out to him because he also is a cancer survivor right yeah. And then, so what just happened, what just happened as I was driving home and listening to it is uh, her mother gets called by some lawyers and her cancer doctor. And the short version of the story is that it was malpractice. She never actually had cancer. Oh my God. So, <laughs> so yeah. I really, okay. I see <laughs> the satire now because I'm like, where? This sounds like just kind of a, you know, a heart she's kind of weird like she has literally gotten invited by michael douglas whose wife is doing a cameo <clears> on glee and he knows all the people by michael douglas to go to the glee set and to start getting and like at that exact time was when her mom finds out she never had cancer it was all malpractice it was an accident it was a horrible tragic accident but she never had cancer she's not a cancer survivor she's a malpractice oh. victim oh my goodness do you see what i'm saying so then He's sort of writing at the the insanity of Hollywood. Oh, it's one hundred percent. Yes, yes, yeah. That's it, what I hear. Yeah, it's, it's like. But just to have, I mean, not just the rug pulled out from underneath you, but like your entire. I mean, just the horribleness of that situation on every level. Yeah, I was just like, oh my god, oh my god. Like, huh. So it's a lot of that. Yeah. And like paparazzi stuff, and it's it's just insanely well written, mm. and, and it is just horrible and dark and awful on basically every level. But it's mm-hmm. also really funny <laughs> at times, you know. Yeah, and uh, and it's that, very, and that's I what mean, that's what satire should be. It yes. should make you kind of cringe, laugh. Uh huh. You know, like that's the point. Yeah. So this is kind of one of his middle stories. There's a the four the first one was written in like ninety one. Uh it's called Force Majeure, and I don't know what it's about. Same kind of thing. But anyway, I'm probably gonna end up reading some more Wagner. Well, what's his first name? Bruce. Bruce Wagner. Yeah, Marin interviewed him a week or two ago. Okay. Nice, like super nice guy. I listened to him. He's like Marin's like, that's so weird. He's like this sweet man. He'd he never he'd never talked to him before. He had actually interviewed him when he was on Air America like twenty years ago. Oh wow. Yeah. So it wasn't his first time. But anyway, that's kind of <clears throat> that story is just kind of blowing my mind right now. I listened to a new Star Wars novel. Oh God. <laughs> you and the Star Wars. Well, you you know, that's just yeah, that's that's heavy shit, man. I should check that out. It's great. It was not very good. I'll tell you this right now. Spoiler alert. Wasn't, wasn't great. great. I'm not going to read great. it, but I've know. I've listened to I've read and listened to several Star Wars books that I thought were really great. This one was not that great. Mm. But yeah, nothing like Bruce <laughs> Wagner though. Yeah, I 
I don't know, man. I've 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 kind of I haven't actually paid attention to Star Wars in a long time. Yeah, I, I saw one of the last movies. I'm like, that was all right. All right. I I here's the fine. thing, and this is the problem: is that you and I have talked about this. There's so much Star Wars right now, and there's a lot to kind of roll there's your so eyes. Much. There's a lot to roll your eyes at right now. So my recommendation here, I understand if you dismiss it. Honest, honestly, I'm not. Yeah, okay. I'm not gonna be. I'm not trying to preach the gospel. You know, it's not a. It's not an Andy Frasco thing. You don't need to try it in order to get it. But right. the best Star Wars content, as a result of this Star Wars sort of renaissance lately, or Disney essentially taking it over. Right. The the recent series called Andor is gritty, dark politically interesting and super fucking good so okay. take that for what you will and or and or so it's like a prequel story to the the um it's like essentially kind of how the rebellion it's like a it's like how the rebellion actually started so oh, it's gritty it's so dark. We're living it yeah it's kind of like and and but they don't pull punches right it's kind of like right. this is how rebellions start and we've kind of painted this photo this this picture that the the you know the rebellion in Star Wars were these were all the good guys going up against the bad guys. It's like, well, if you want to start a war, you gotta you gotta crack some eggs. Essentially, like it's not all. I know that that analogy doesn't work, but if you want to make an omelet, you got to kill some people. You know what I mean? <laughs> you want to make a if you want to start an omelet war, you have to crack some heads. You got to break some skulls, crack some eggs. You know what I mean? You just blew my mind. So if you want to, Andor is it could be redeeming on the whole Star Wars front because it's okay. seriously some of the best Star Wars content. I wonder what'll happen now that Iger's back. Well, everybody's stoked on that. I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, everybody's really excited. All the Disney heads are really excited about that. I I don't know. I don't know why he got ousted in the first place. I wasn't really yeah, paying attention. I don't really yeah, I don't really under I don't want to know the dark uh leadership. Oh, you just want it. You just want it to be Disney shiny. I just want to just keep pumping that Star Wars and Marvel shit into my brain. (laughs) Keep me entertained and distracted from the reality of the world. Oh, right. That's okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You don't care how the sausage is made. Nope. Just make it tasty. Nope. Make it tasty, baby. (laughs) It's all I want. Make it savory and sweet at the same time. I can appreciate that. I don't want to know that. Our former president, Donald Trump, is running on the platform of uh, dispelling the Constitution, you know? I just you, can't even. I, I'm surprised I'm, I'm the one bringing up this shit today. Well, I I don't know. I've, I kind of just because, I don't know, I keep the whole fucking Kanye West and Ellen. I hope, Ooh. I hope, fuck, I, I just, I'm having fun watching Ellen Musk destroy himself. Yeah, yeah. Fuck that well, I guy. Lo- I, so... <laughs> It was so great. It was so poetically hilarious and awful because the shit that Kanye West posted was egregiously awful, racist, fucking yeah. fascist bullshit, right? P- putting Nazi shit out there and whatever. <laughs> but uh, the fact that uh, Twitter banned him, I thought, was just hilarious. Right. It's like, oh, so it isn't this bastion of quote unquote free speech for you. Oh, OK. Got it. Right. Right. The whole thing. It's literally just a a billionaire man child. Yeah. Throwing tantrums. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the emperor, the emperor has no clothes, no clothes on. It's amazing what you can accomplish when your parents owned emerald, emerald mines. Right. Right. And run them with slave labor. It's amazing what you can do. Then you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Mm hmm. So yeah, just keep pumping that Star Wars Disney shit into my brain. I don't want to know what's going on, you know? I need distractions, Steve. I understand. That's <laughs> that's what Hollywood's built on, baby, is people needing distractions. <laughs> I'm really intrigued though by this uh this new author stuff. I feel like that would be yeah. really Cuz it sounds like you'd you'd almost have to like not give a shit at all about what you say about pe- you know, cuz you're like, "Well, I'm making it up." I'm just like making up these Hollywood stories about people. So I don't really but, care what but I say. All, all of the stories are, are along the lines of like, that's totally happening. Oh, okay. Right. You listen to it and it's like, there's no, 
reason for me to think that that's not something that actually goes on based on what I know about Hollywood. Okay. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So it's not it's not fantastical in that way. No, not at all. It's fictional. It's but fiction, it's... but it's not fantastical. Ah. Interesting. Right. I'm curious. Based now. on I mean just, you know, just to throw a name out there, Harvey Weinstein. Okay. Like let's let's pull the talking about not wanting to know how the sausage is made. Hollywood sucks. <laughs> right. Right. You know? Yeah. On that level. Yeah. And uh anyway, yeah, it's 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 interesting. And it's like, why why would I care about that? And the answer is I really don't, but it's entertaining to listen to. Back to I want to be distracted too. There it is. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is it's a nice distraction. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. A nice, a nice distraction. Yeah. It's horrible and awful and hilarious. It, it, it hits all my buttons, you know. Does he have a lot of these novels out? I think there's like four or five. He doesn't oh, okay. write a lot. He's not super prolific, but I th- I'm sure they take some time to write. I mean, yeah. the audiobook of this one is like 19 hours long. Holy moly. Yeah, it's long. A lot of ins and outs and what have you's. Yeah, a lot of, yeah. A lot of strands in Dieter's head. Yeah, sounds very Lebowski, though, too, as you get go farther into the Jackie Treehorn world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's there's a lot of that, too. <laughs> yeah. A lot of Jackie Treehorns, a lot of paparazzos, a lot of just, you know, um, children of extreme dysfunction. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a real human element to it, too, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's what kind of keeps it interesting. It's not complete like, oh, abrupt subject change, but there are no tangents. No have tangents. Ted, have you watched Ted Lasso? Yeah. My what? sister told me when she was out here. She's Where like, have you been? Not? I don't Steve? know. I, I kind of resisted the Ted Lasso, I think. I had some. I was like, I don't want to watch that. I don't know. I have too many. I have too many shows. I'm not watching Ted Lasso. And my sister looked at me. And she's like, why are you not watching Ted Lasso? yeah why yeah yeah it's fucking amazing it's amazing it's yeah the thing that gets me about it it's like the exact opposite of what i was describing yeah it's like it's (laughs) it's genuinely hilarious Mm -hmm. and genuinely heartwarming Mm -hmm. wholesome 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 it's not treacly or lifetime movie hallmark bullshit sap nope but it is genuinely wholesome and heartwarming in the best way. Yeah. And I just love it so much. I love it too. Did you, are you caught? Did you watch all of it? I haven't watched the second season yet. I took oh. a break after the first season. Okay. I, oh. I binge watched the first season. I watched it in like three or four days, probably. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. I got sucked in just, I love coach beard. I even love Jamie Tart. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie Tart. Da, 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 da. Jamie <laughs> the Tart. thing that killed me about that. Is his song is so cheesy and lame compared to Roy Kent's. Yeah. <laughs> I realized that later. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, Jamie yeah, wanted yeah. a song like Roy Kent's. Yep. And yep. he got Baby Shark. Yep. <laughs> That's oh, I geni- can't wait that, you to <sighs> that is genius writing, is what that is. The end of season two, my friend. I can't. Don't say a word. Don't I cannot. I, not a word. Is it gonna make me sad? I'm not saying a word. You told me not God to say a word. Damn it. It can't make me sad. I can't. My lips are sealed. Okay, fine. But it's super fucking good. Okay. All right, fine. I'm glad yeah, you're on I'm that excited. train, though. What's that? I'm glad you're on that train. I, I don't know why I resisted it, but I find, you know, I got, I had, I had canceled my Apple Plus subscription because I wasn't really watching it because I didn't think there's anything on it. Yeah. But then with our new phones with the T-Mobile, I got that's like part of the deal as we get Apple yeah. Plus. So I yeah. signed up for, and I, just, I immediately got sucked in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I under I get it, though, because it's like. There's already so much shit to take in. There's you know, so much. it's like I can't, I'm, I'm sure it's great. Another show. I'm sure it's I, great. I'm sure it's great, but I, I don't have space for that. You know, right. that's literally how I felt about it. Like, I don't. Well, what it, I think part of like my, you know, the other, the rest of my family is way into Stranger Things. 
Mm-hmm. And like, I just, I can't, I don't, we've talked about that. Like I have no interest in that. And uh, mm. I mean, I get it. It's kind of, I like the eighties kitschy stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. that part mm-hmm. I really enjoy, but the re- the rest of it, I'm like, I don't, I just don't care. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see it. And uh, I just don't have any space in my consciousness for more sad, weird monsters, um, monsters. There's, I just can't, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of a drift. Like, what do I, what am I going to use to, for my distraction? Cause I don't mm-hmm. want to watch that. I know that I just don't want to see that. I think that, I think that Ted Lasso is the, is the perfect antithesis. It was, it's that. exactly, that's why I'm like, well, this is exactly what I need. Yes. Yeah. Precisely. It just fills me up and makes me, it's like, Oh my God, well, get done. I'm like, that was so great. <laughs> I love them all. <laughs> yep. I actually I really, like, I want to say a bunch of shit that I'm not going to say, but he's here. He's there. He's every fucking where Roy can't Roy. Can't. Roy can't. He's here. He's there. He's every fucking where Roy can't. Roy can't. Roy can't. I, just, I was like jumping up and down off the couch. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was perfect. I hope that show lasts a long time. I feel like it's kind of, I, I don't know. I hope they're shooting another season right now. Cause it's like, I don't know. That show is so fucking good. Oh, so, and it, it, it's, just, it's like capital G good. Not like this book that I'm listening to, which is just horrible and awful, but very entertaining. <laughs> right. Ted Lasso is good. Yeah, it's good. It's well made. It's well acted. It's well written. It's it's bright and beautiful to watch. Yes. And it's it's got this message of like, you know, it's it's like I I, I was kind of skeptical at the first because I thought it was like you know this is just a this is the power of positive thinking kind of like Ted yeah, Lasso. Yeah. So he, he just, his, his, you know, positive attitude will change the world. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, not, the, I mean, that's the hallmark shit. Yeah. He, that's not him. You know, no. like he's going through some dark shit of his own mm-hmm. and that's what makes him empathetic is the mm-hmm. fact that he's, you know? Yeah. Well, that that the the sports writer that wanted to really skewer him, and then yep. ended up not being able to. Yep. He literally he just couldn't. Yep. He's like, I don't think this guy's going to win a game, but I'm not going to gloat when he doesn't. Right. Yeah. It's. Forgive me. Is the panic attack one? Is that season one? No. Okay. Never mind. Wait. No, it is. It's the end of season one. Ted does. He has. Yeah. Ted does. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's the end of season one. Yeah, that's I started crying because I was like, I totally understand that. I've had those. Yep. I had one of those the other day. I like I might totally get that, you know. Mm. Yeah. When did you really. have a panic panic attack? Um, that was well, that could have been a whole nother episode. <laughs> yeah, we're about uh, out of, we're about we're about at our hour, so that's kind of like this first season of I'll just leave you all with a cliffhanger of of uh, of a panic attack. Now, see, yeah. that's 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 the side of a good podcast right there. <laughs> we got next uh, we got next week's episode in the can already. That's right. Yeah, I had a bit of a panic attack in a very benign situation of packing for my trip. Oh, yeah, it can like get overwhelming. Full on staring at stuff, shaking my hands, stuck. Wow. So uh, I get yeah, it. I, I'm I, full disclosure, though. I'm more than happy to talk about that. Sweet. In depth. Another time. All right. It's like Earl Hightower talking about seeing the seeing the the full grocery cart just being left in the grocery store. Like, I get it, man. It got a little overwhelming. Yeah. You had to go. <laughs> I get it. Totally. That's exactly it. A lot of a lot of decisions have to be made. Got a little overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, that's pretty right on, man. Uh-huh. Yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk about my 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 best friend anxiety. All right, my best friend panic. Hello, panic. Hello, panic. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think we did it. Yeah, man. Lots it's to catch good to up see. on. It's been a, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been I a was while. Like, are Joel and I going to be able to connect? Is it, are we going to be able, or is it going to be awkward and weird? Just like no time has passed, Steve. No time has passed. Hey, if anybody has a free evening and, you know, 25 bucks to spare on Tuesday, go see Andy Fresco (laughs) and the UN. There's a very real possibility that I and my wife will be there. Let all of your expectations go and, and have a good time. Highly recommend. 
Maybe bring some moist towelettes for after. Yeah, bring some hand sanitizer <laughs> and make sure don't don't eat anything anybody offers you. Right. But or do you know, you know if or you're into do. that sort of thing. Right. Or do it. Because Andy certainly did that night. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Omaha's a little different than Denver on that level. That's true. He was just like, he was so he's like, God, you know you're back in Denver when somebody's throwing a you know, an ounce of shrooms onto the you know. <laughs> handful in his mouth <laughs> bottle of wine let's party let's do this <laughs> everybody ready let's go let's go cool. yeah man we did it that was good yeah we connected steve just like uh, no time has passed you know i love it and to all of our faithful listeners thank you for bearing with us yeah thanks mom thanks, thanks for mom. listening thanks mom we love you we love you <laughs>
Don't forget, toot your hooter.